The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Break, we're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to The Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. Let's move forward. Let's move forward to the L.A. Lakers. Win total sitting there at 47 and a half. They re-signed Austin Reeves which was highway robbery. I'm not sure how they were able to sign him at that low of a deal, but he wanted to stay in L.A. to play with LeBron, and I don't blame him. They re-signed D'Angelo Russell to a team-friendly deal. They re-signed Jared Vanderbilt, and they drafted Hood Shafino uh, over there from Indiana. They drafted somebody else who's not as important to this list. They added Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood. Gabe Vincent from Miami, Christian Wood from... The Mavericks, Cam Reddish, who was uh, on a bunch of different teams. I think Portland was his last team. Jackson Hayes uh, and Torian Prince. They lost Mo Bamba. <laughs> and the Lakers, they lay, it's been, woo, it's been a roller coaster of a year. They've remade their entire roster over the course of the trade deadline. They took momentum from that move to the Western Conference Finals. They did get swept, but it was competitive all four games. That's like what me as a Portland Trailblazer fan tells myself and others when I talk about how we competed against the Warriors in 2019. So I get it. It's like totally fair. They went from, oh boy, is Rob Plinka the worst GM in the league? To like, wow, he made some fucking money moves. He... I got to give some a little bit of shine to Jesse Buss. I've been told I don't give enough shine to him. So they finished 43-39, and 39, 7th place, won the play-in, balled out before getting into the buzzsaw that was Jokic and Jamal Murray, Jamal NBA, as they call him. Uh, they put an end to a very, uh, we'll call it a quick run, and in emphatic fashion that LeBron James pretended he was going to retire after. That was how bad the demoralization was. He said at the post-game conference, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to play basketball again. That's where we're at. This year, I think they're better. They did lose Lonnie Walker, Tristan Thompson, and like I said, Mobamba. Adding Gabe Vincent, I think, is interesting. Although Miami Heat fans are already saying that Laker fans are going to hate him. So I don't know about that. Cam Reddish was supposed to be the most talented Duke player in the class of Zion uh, and R.J. Barrett, but he just hurt his ankle. He's a lot of upside, and I don't know if he's going to be able to ever live up to that. Pelican center Jackson Hayes has a ton of potential. Very long, very athletic, can do a bunch of different things. Uh, One of those, I would call it modern centers. 
and Torian Prince, who I love. Torian Prince is a dog. He is going to be an integral part of whatever the Lakers do. And then you add Christian Wood, and they stole him. They stole him. Stole him. Vet minimum. That is some nice depth. Team was very, very thin last year. They only played eight guys in their closeout game against Denver, and only one of them, one of them got six minutes. So the Lakers have an insane amount of length, athleticism, a lot of versatile pieces. If they can get something out of Rui Hachimura, who played really well in the playoffs. By the way, Rui Hachimura worked out with LeBron and Phil Handy, uh, strength and conditioning coach, skills coach for the Lakers. But Phil Handy's been working out with LeBron for a very long time, and what did they do? They tried to teach Rui how to be LeBron James. Woo! Woo! That's exciting. Lakers won 66% of their games after the trade deadline last year. If that carries over to this year, they'll win 54 games. They're going to be able, I think, to hum on all cylinders like they did after the trade deadline last year, except for now there's more depth. So you don't have to worry as much about your star players being healthy the entire season. Of course, you still have to. All of it hinges on Anthony Day-to-Day Davis and LeBron James playing a bunch of games. But Christian Wood, who averaged 18 and 10 last year, and Jackson Hayes are very, very serviceable backups who have a ton of potential, a ton of upside. And now they basically have baby LeBron, right? Basically have baby LeBron. This is a very dangerous team. They could very, very easily make the Western Conference Finals again. I am bullish, yet hoping for their demise as a Portland Trailblazer fan and obviously a lifelong Dubs fan. Let's move forward. Uh, Phoenix Suns. 54 and a half games is their win total by Vegas. They add Bull Bull. Love Bull Bull from the Orlando Magic. They add Utah Watanabe, a.k.a. Johnny Utah, uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. They add Eric Gordon from the Clippers. Ooh, that's a sneaky pickup. Nas Little and Keon Johnson come over in their trade. Grayson Allen comes over from the trade. Yusuf Nurkic comes over from the trade to Portland. And, of course, Bradley Beal has been stolen from the Washington Wizards for, I think, a dirty muffin. A couple second-round picks. They lose Dominatin. Aton, they lose DeAndre Aton. Um, they lose Campaign, Tumani Kamara, and of course Chris Paul. I am very surprised by what the Phoenix Suns have been able to do. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought they were barbecued chicken on a hibachi after the Bradley Beal trade. I was like, ooh, three guards and like what well, that's I think 85% of your salary cap. What are you gonna do now? You have I think they have four guys on their roster at that point. I was like, okay, you guys all need the ball, and you have no depth, and you have no money, so what you about to do? Then they went out and signed a bunch of guys on very low contracts who want to get a ring and love playing with Kevin Durant. They went out and made some judicious trades, and all of a sudden, they got very solid. It's very important because at the top of the roster are some players that get hurt all the time, all the time. So let's start with a a detailed look at the losses. Three major pieces from the 2021 finals run. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Campaign, all have taken their talent somewhere else, right? Huge part of what made that team so special. So they had to get some return. The return was massive. Bradley Beal for starters. Bradley Beal, let's be real, he's not a closer. 
He's never going to do shit for you in a fourth quarter, even in January. But I tell you what, when you need some buckets, like midway through the second quarter, Bradley Beal can do that for you. Oh, boy. Bradley Beal was a scoring leader in the NBA a couple of years ago. He is an absolute bucket. A pure sweat guy, true and true. Cannot play defense worth a lick. But I don't know if it matters. I don't know if it matters. He is a bucket. The issue with Beal is the same as the issue with Kevin Durant. Durant hasn't played more than 47 games in three of the last four seasons. Bradley Beal hasn't played a full season since 2018. 57 games, 60 games, 40 games, and 50 games. Maybe you could say he was loafing. Maybe one of those seasons, maybe two. But come on now, not all four. He's been hurt. They traded DeAndre Ayton, who was a number one overall pick, for Yusuf Nurkic, who was discarded from Denver because they had a guy named Jokic. And then he became the primary center for Portland, broke his leg, and it's never been the same really since. Doesn't really play defense. Great guy in the locker room, I hear. I don't know how that helps you win a championship in terms of defending, but hopefully Frank Vogel will figure it out because that's his specialty with big men. They wanted to get rid of the locker room problem. And that was DeAndre Ayton. So they discarded him. And they said, and they sold it to the world that Nurkic was a better fit, even though we know he's not as good. But also, to be fair to new owner Matt Ishpia, they have spent a lot of money, and they had to give DeAndre Ayton a max because they had to, they had to pick up uh, that restricted free agency contract when he got offered the max from Indiana. So they said, let's shed some salary cap. And let's get on with our lives. Ishbia and crew have worked overtime to surround a starting five of Nurkic, KD, Okoji, Booker, and Beal with some firepower off the bench. They bring in Grayson Allen, a certified pest and a three-point sniper. Eric Gordon, kind of the same, certified pest, three-point sniper. Utah Watanabe can do so many damn things, but also really good three-point shooter. Nas Little, athletic, can defend. A lot of upside was buried on the bench in Portland. Bull Bull, you've seen him be able to do some things as well from the perimeter. He's one of those unicorn seven-footers. Keon Johnson can jump out of the gym. He's still very young, very raw, but ultimately you need bodies when you have guys who consistently go out with injury. It is shocking. Shocking in some ways because I thought the bench absolutely sucked for Phoenix, and now it might be one of their more strong points. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Suns, like the Lakers and the Clippers, are going to be pretty much a slave to their injured list. If they stay healthy, awesome. If they don't, not so awesome. Red alert. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Bad shit. Um, even if one of the big three has injury issues, it's, it's going to be tough to beat them anyway. You need multiple guys to go down in order for them to be kind of fucked. I do think, though, there's a real shot that the Suns could be, if people get injured, a playing team, 
But that's a bold prediction that we'll talk about another time. The Suns finished fourth last year with a 45-37 and 37 record, but let's be real, there was a huge storm cloud looming over the team because Robert Sarver, their owner, he was removed for all the isms. Misogyny, racism, probably plagiarism, sexism, homoeroticism. I don't know. I don't know all the isms. He got, he got, he got let go. They said you got to sell the team, boy. This is a team to watch, though. Team to watch. And then finally, is it a finally? It is the finally, isn't it? Yes, it's the finally. I can't even get them all straight. There's so many damn good teams on this division. We got to talk about the Sacramento Kings. Their win total, fucking shady, 44 and a half. That is a shady-ass win total. This was a team that was third in the West last year, were they not? They were. Additions, Sasha Vizenkov, EuroLeague MVP, Nerlens Noel, big man, JaVale McGee, big man, Jalen Noel, played really well for the Minnesota Timberwolves as a bench piece, went from a 10-day guy, two-way guy, to a real rotation dude. Jeremy Lamb, I think he's washed, and Chris Duarte, who I think there's a lot of potential around. They lose Rashawn Holmes, but let's be real, Rashawn wanted out of there. They lose Namias Cato, who they didn't have a spot for. They sadly lose Terrence Davis, who's still a free agent, Matthew Dellavedova, and some other scrubs. The Kings, of course, were uh, the, the surprise team last year. They won the Pacific Division. What was it, 44-1? to That was a nice little ticket. 48 and 34. 48 and 34. They get better this year. And what the fuck does Vegas do? They say, we don't believe. We don't believe. 44 and a half wins we're going to give you. That's some bullshit. Anyway, back to the Kings. They were so much fun to watch. They took the Warriors to the brink. They were a Harrison Barnes open three away from moving on in the playoffs. They do lose a little bit of minor pieces. Nothing too great of importance. Uh, we talked about the losses. Della Vadova's loss as a clubhouse leader, of course, will be felt. Um, but they do add Sasha Vazenkov. First basket in the preseason game. Dribble handoff off the screen from Alex Len. Three, splash. Get used to it. Aaron Fox just did an interview the other day, and he said Vazenkov made 143 out of 150 shots in one drill in practice. The dude... 6'9", beast to guard, going to take him some time to move up in the rotation, I think. But when he does, he has the ability to hit some big shots and big moments. I think a lot of Kings fans, I think a lot of Kings fans are expecting things, hoping things will uh, work out with him. But to me, the thing I like about this Kings team is that they know how to win. Uh, We cannot neglect the fact that Sabonis had a torn ligament in his thumb the entire year. Did not shut it down, did not get surgery. He continued to play. He looks much better already. And I think that's only going to get better so far. Uh, He's very underrated. De'Aaron Fox, very focused on his MVP campaign that he's telling everyone, fuck Team USA, I don't care about them. Uh, Keegan Murray, I think, is going to take another step. He's going to be better following his rookie year. You watched him in the playoffs last year, and he got really good come, like, game three, game four. He made a record NBA number of threes for a first-year player, Malik Monk, turned into a player that we always hoped he would be, six-man off the bench. Davion Mitchell was strapping Steph in games one and two. He's joined by Chris Duarte and Jalen Noel, which means more defense. One of the weak weak spots in this team last year was a backup center, so what do they do? They add JaVale McGee 
three-time NBA champion for multiple teams, badly needed experience, and then they add Nerlens Noel, who also has a lot of talent. If those guys contribute, woo-wee, woo-wee, this is a 50-win team. This is a 50-win team, folks. Maybe even more. Maybe maybe a 52-win team. I think this team could be number one in the West. I do. I think this would be the top team in the Western Conference. A lot of people are saying the Kings are going to take a step back this year. Not me. I'm 10 toes down. I think it's the opposite. This is a 52-54 to win team. And once again, one of the most fun teams to watch in the league. That is it for our division preview. Preseason games have just started. So we'll get into a full overview of what's popping around the league in the next episode. But the big news since the latest episode is that Joel Embiid has declared that he will play for Team USA, which I think is garbage. Not me as the Patriot, but me as an NBA fan. Why? Because that's just too stacked. Put him on Team France, see what they figure out. Is Rudy Gobert going to get kicked off the team? Are they going to try to play the two-center thing? What's going to happen with Victor Wambayama? Or maybe Cameroon, I'd be fine with that too. France, where he has citizenship, there was lots of speculation. Would he play for France? There was a lot of friction. Ooh, Rudy, what do you think? Ooh, oh, Gilbert. Oh, Rudy. Oh, bonjour. Au revoir. And they're like, no, he's coming. So I think it's fascinating. The U.S. needs a center badly, but let's see. If if Joel Embiid isn't healthy in April, you think he's healthy in August? You think he's healthy in August? I don't know, dog. Maybe if he gets bounced in early April. Uh, then he will be because he'll have four months to prepare. He will be a big boost to the U.S. Uh, if they want to get the gold next year, which I'm sure they do. As for the rest of the league, it's chirp, chirp, quiet, quiet. Nothing new on the Harden front. Somehow Peyton Pritchard, who was asking for a trade, gets a fucking extension, four years, $30 million. They're like, He's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I want out, I want out, I want out. And they're like, hey, how about uh, $7.5 million a year? And he's like, okay. Sign on the dotted line. Evan Fournier is still pissed that the Knicks haven't traded him, so they'll probably give him an extension, right? Uh, and sniper Reggie Bullock signed a one-year deal in Houston. For what reason? Who knows? But with the preseason underway, shit's going to change in a heartbeat. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.